And Yo, we're live and we're live and we're live. Welcome oh to God, the to the Diran Diran Cartel Show. Okay, guys, welcome to episode forty, brother. Episode forty, and today I have Andy Belidis. Did I say that right in Greek? No, Belidis. Belidis, like believe this, yeah. Believe this, yeah. Oi, oi, Andy. This is episode forty, nearly the amount of years that you've been a coach. You see this, yeah. <laughs> That's how many years I've been a coach. You're starting to lose hair. Is that is that due to testosterone or stress? I think it's a mix. It's a, it's a mix of both. I mean, it might even be a COVID symptom. I don't even know. You never know. Um, so, okay. So for people that don't know Andy and will know Andy from now on, Andy is actually one of the main reasons I've become a personal trainer. Him and his best friend, Stephen. They're both very good friends of mine. And Andy is one of my mentors. Stephen was one of my mentors as well, but I work, I still work closely with Andy. He actually still coaches me. He's my go-to when I need a bit of advice, especially when it comes to coaching. I mean, anyone that believes in coaching and doesn't have a coach, I think it's weird, right? So I've introduced you. Why don't you tell people what you do and what you do now, bro? Well, you know, I run a company called More Than Muscle. It's myself and my girlfriend, Nat. And um, obviously we look after lots of general pop clients, some young athletes and things like this. But one of my big passions is to look after other personal trainers, help them develop their career. And obviously, you know, some of the stuff you speak about with yourself, that's that's what I like doing. So it's a real mix. But um, yeah, the main thing we do is we, we personal train people, man. How long, how long have you been coaching now for? I think it's coming up to 10 years. It might even be 11. I'm losing count, bro. The hair is kind of giving me, you know, that's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's hitting double figures it's been a long time yeah. I mean how many years ago did we meet at Virgin when you were over that, that must be 10 years bro I was I was over 10 years I was 17 it's because you know what you know you know I was paying for Virgin Active with my EMA I was getting for Gang College bro EMA oh my days I forgot about stuff like that I remember saving up EMA just to buy a crepe to buy a yeah trip. yeah bro. Wow. it's what, mad isn't it it's mad so when I remember like when I was going into the gym for you guys that are listening and I was, um, cause I was Andy knows I was that guy that used to go and I just used to do abs. I'm not doing weights. I'm not doing weights in it. I'll play football. I'll put on um, too much muscle and it's going to slow me down and this and that. And the thing is, I obviously started that at a very young age, right? So I made mistakes at a very young age because I was probably misled at a very young age, but now there's so many fitness influencers and so much stuff happening in the fitness industry and people are being misled when they're a little bit older which is why they're taking a little bit longer to understand right you agree yeah i mean you know we're speaking from our football experience and like yeah yeah, yeah. go for it you know weight training wasn't really a thing back then it was like train hard as you can get as fit as you can and then you know that'll make you more athletic and then you'll you'll play football and you know us being us we'd always train as hard as we could and sometimes it wasn't the smartest things to do. And like, you know, it was always a notion. If you was weight training, then you was bodybuilding. And if you was bodybuilding, you ain't going to play football. So that's yeah. where you were coming from as like, you know, I'm getting bigger. I don't want to weight train, Andy. You know, I want to jump around a few hurdles, do a bit on the treadmill and then go solo with my Havanas, isn't it? And went, <laughs> you know it's true, bro. That's, that's, that, is, that is exactly what I used to do when I was 17. That's too that, funny. That's what I used to do as well. And then I, then I learned what the bench press was. And I thought that was what weight training was. And you'd do that and then do all the cardio yeah. and the hurdles and stuff yeah. like that. But, what, what, what would you say to... Now, I'm going to get a lot of women that are going to listen to this, right? 
and a lot of women that can be intimidated by the gym, by weights, what would you tell the women listening that like the benefits about building muscle and why they should do it more so than concentrating on cardio? Well, I think firstly, you should be doing more of the stuff that you're not doing. And that goes for male and female, because we always do the stuff that we like doing. So you're going to get benefit from that. But, you know, if it's coming straight down to body composition and, you know, you want to look better, then we all know that muscle helps you look better. Yeah. So the only way you're going to build muscle tissue is if you actually stimulate it. So you have to actually weight train. But yeah. other than that, all the good hormonal stuff you get from it. And who doesn't want to eat more? Yeah. You know, me and you love eating. So it's like the same for them. If, if you can allow them to eat that little bit more, yeah. then what you'd be happy about that. So all the, there's so many benefits that you could be doing from weight training. It's yeah. like, it doesn't mean you're going to turn into the Hulk. If you're intimidated by it, go and ask Diren. He's got so much stuff on his platforms. Yeah. Look at his stuff, look at our stuff yeah. and, then, and then learn because some of the stuff is fear factor, isn't it? It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to break my back and this and that. Yeah. There's yeah. loads out there. What, you, you said, what did you say? We should be doing more of what there's we stuff. don't do. What do what did we you say? Said all the stuff that we're not doing, you know. Bro, I like that. That's a golden oh. nugget, bruv. I'm gonna write that down. No, that goes <laughs> me, you know, you know, I should be doing more stuff like yoga, more flexibility stuff. You know, a bit yeah. more cardio. Probably, I'm doing too much of the stuff that I like. So it's human nature. Yeah. But that's why, yeah. like you said at the beginning, it's good to have a coach because they just make you do the things that you should be doing rather than the things that you want to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're, you're obviously all the things that you said that you're not doing that you should be doing, you're not doing it due to your workload, you're busy. And a lot of people that listen to this are probably in similar situations, not are, not maybe, they definitely are. Like they have kids, they have nine to fives, they work 40 plus hours, they have the stresses, the bills, the this. Yeah. How, what is the best angle to take for, um, for these people? What should they be doing? Why should they be doing it? What angle should they play? Yeah, I think, you know, it's a good thing that you say because, like, there's been a time in my life where training was the only thing I thought about. And so yeah. it was my first priority. And when it's my first priority, shit gets done. And yeah. the truth is, at this point in my life, I have other things that are, you know, my business is a bit of a priority. We're obviously new into this house. We're trying to fix it up. There's other things on my mind. You know, last year I did my dissertation. And that's not making excuses, but your life is going to change and your priorities are going to change. So I think... When you're being serious about your training and your physique goals and the way you want to look and your fitness levels, whether it's events, you've just got to really sit down with yourself and ask, where does it sit in my priority list? To be realistic yeah. on how hard you're going to go with the results that you want to get. That's number one. Then number two D is I always say like, try and flex your willpower muscle. And, I, and I've got this from a coach. I think it was Charles Poliquin, actually. I've got this. And, he, and the reason why he said try and flex your willpower muscle, what he's trying to say here is, don't create such a hill that you're going to fall off it. Yeah, yeah. because what you want to do is give yourself little things that you're doing so that you're successfully hitting milestones so that willpower muscle is growing. And yeah. if it does that, you'll carry on doing it and you'll probably get results. Yeah. from it. So and don't do you, kind of bite your nose off. Yeah. And do you think people sometimes when it comes to goal setting and all that stuff, they overshoot too quickly and tend to fail doing so and get disappointed or... I think it's the notion of go hard or go home. We're always told. It's the same as when we was playing football. It's like, he who trains the hardest always wins. And that's true to a degree. But at some point, yeah, it's the person that turns up each day 
And going hard or home doesn't mean you're going to turn up every day because you'll be spent. You're either fucked. You've had enough of it. You're hurting. You have to be smarter in how you attain these things. So you're saying basically consistency is the key thing. Yeah. And also it's the, it's the, the fact of giving yourself a chance. You need to turn up day in and day out. And if you're, you know, overspilling on trying to go hard. Listen, if you're driving a car and you put the pedal to the metal, what happens to the car? You're going to hit a wall. It's the same with you and your training. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I have to look yeah. after that. You know, try, I'm, not, I'm also not trying to say to people out there, driving third gear the whole time cruising, because there is a time where you actually have to go hard, but there's a time and place and you've got to give yourself a chance. Yeah. And obviously with, um, with say my female clients, there is the factor of, their menstrual cycle and this and that. Now, you know the times of the month, say, when they're feeling really motivated, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that when they should go hard? Or is that yeah. when they should just go normal? And uh, the times where they're not feeling so well, the week they're not feeling 100%, they should completely let go? Or what angle would you say to those women? You know what, D? It's quite good that you say it like that because, you know, we speak to lots of people like us who, you know, we're all science guys and we've read all the stuff. And, you know, they say like, oh, yeah, you need to be aware of the luteal phase and the follicular phase and all of this and that. And yeah. it's really true. We do need to know it from our perspectives. Yeah. But there is a big thing for understanding the person that you're working with. Because yes. each female, each male is going to be different. Trust me, we have menstrual cycles as well. I've worked with enough men, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you need to understand who you're working with. And absolutely, bro, if you know that that person is ticking in that moment, then go for it. I'm very big for like quality of work rather yeah. than quantity. And if you know that person is going to be driving hard in that phase and they feel good, then I'm all for going for it, get the best out of it. And then you can back off, go and enjoy life. There's more to training and there's more to life than training. Go away, do your thing, eat some Harry Bow, be happy, yeah. what you need to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like the way you put that because it's very, you know, as you say, our science bots can be the worst. We can actually yeah. things worse for people by talking the way we talk. I love, I love like asking people like you this. And every time I talk to and have coaches like yourself that that I think are way smarter than me, right? Because you've got you've got your masters in SNC, right, and all of this stuff, and you've been studying for years and years, which I highly respect and I love. And you knowing all the things that you know, you even you knowing to the depth of certain things, you simplify it so much yeah. for people to understand so well. And I feel like a lot of coaches struggle with delivering that message to people, right? And I think people, for that reason, they don't know who to trust. They sometimes go with either the person that not, they look and they go, oh, this guy is so smart on paper, blah, blah, blah. And then that person can't deliver the message. So what would you say to someone that is looking for a coach? What qualities What qualities should they be looking for in a coach to help them out? Yeah, I know what you mean because there's tons of these people in the industry and there's tons of people like yourself who, you know, that you're like me. I see you like me. Yeah, yeah. Like, we trained first. Yeah. We did it all wrong. Yeah. We felt it and then we st slowly started learning, you know, the better ways of doing things through our mistakes. And I think that helps us relate to people because most people are doing it wrong. Yeah. But then you get, you know, I, I know some coaches who are brilliant coaches, by the way, where they got into coaching before they did training and then they learn all the like science behind it first. 
but then they had no like application to it and now they're slowly coming into their ends of like learning what to do yeah but if you're looking for a coach i mean the one thing that i look for first is i actually don't care about your knowledge set what i care about is did you inspire me to even talk to you in the first place yeah now i'm saying if i can if you inspire me in some way whether it's something you've done in your career or maybe it is your knowledge so i want to find something out yeah and then if you're not a dick to me when I ask you, because you know, like sometimes I'll be like, oh, D, you know, what do you reckon about this? Like, what, what about this? And then you'll just raise one eyebrow and be like, uh, yeah, I don't want that. I want you to be normal with me as if you're my boy. And yeah. then I think if that works, you know that it's going to work in the long term. And I think yeah. that's the first thing that I look for. It's like, can you inspire me? Because I don't know if it's different from my perspective, because I yeah. feel like I've got some good knowledge. So yeah. I'm like, well, if you don't inspire me, I'll just go somewhere else. I need no, that information. I've, I've, but I think that's what people need to look into, you know? I think I completely agree with that. Like, I initially came to you when I was, like, 17 and saw you because you guys inspired me to kind of want to get into coaching. I thought, oh, this is great. This is something I can do while I try to become a football player or whatnot. And even when I was, I think when I was, like, 20 years old, when you first started, like, training me, um, yeah when I was working as a PT in Oxford Circus, oh, well, that was my like first year into personal training. And I had a coach. And I remember traveling to come see you in Old Street from Oxford Circus, right? Yeah. And I remember PTs telling me, they go, where are you going? I said, I'm going to my PT. Bruv. And, and they would laugh at me, you know? And they would laugh at me, go, what? A PT's got a PT? Like, what are you doing, bruv? What are you, what are you wasting your time for and this and that? How have you got a PT and all this stuff? And I'm thinking, this yeah. is crazy. Like I initially, my initial thing wasn't to be like, oh, I want to get educated. I want to uh, educate myself through Andy so I can help people more. I was actually just inspired by the way you coach and you the way you are with people. And I wanted to be like that, which yeah. is why. It's mad, D, because it's like domino. It's like dominoes, yeah, because like going back to a question of what inspires, like who would you want to work with? At that time, I had a PT as well. Yeah, it's like dominoes. Like I was learning something from someone, and then I wanted to teach you what I was learning, and then yeah. your clients. And it, and it, it's like, and this is not like because you wouldn't, because you obviously would. But at that time, I was doing that for free because yeah. I actually just wanted to coach you. That's yeah. all I cared about was like everything that I learned. Does it work? I just wanted to find out whether it worked. Yeah, and the only way you can find out whether it works is by trying it. But so. You're the, you're the first person, uh, but think about this. I was a qualified PT, right? I was young. I was 19, just turned 20. I had zero idea about energy balance. <laughs> yeah, it's mad. It's, but it's you know mad. what? I, I learned, you know, I've gone through all the things of thinking, you know, taking whey proteins, the answer, taking fish oils is going to help me lose weight. Yeah. I met, I met a coach called Martin and he helped me a lot. And, you know, he got my shit together and I lost loads of tissue or weight rather. And then, and then my body composition was the best it ever was. I tried it and then you came along and I was like, listen, bro, this is what you need to do. I've learned this thing, which yeah. at the time, it wasn't like it was now, you know, where influencers are just on social media telling everyone calorie deficit, calorie so It wasn't yeah. that available. Yeah, It was like a light array of light. I've done it and it worked. I was in great shape because I've always trained. Yeah, But I was in great shape. And I was like, D, you need to do this, bro. Like, just yeah. trust me, do it. And then yeah. you did. So, you know, I think it's important you always have, especially when you're trying to progress, you always have someone there. 
Yes. Lean on. And it doesn't have to be one person because there was about four or five that I was leaning on. Yeah. 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 I think you do the same, you know, it's, you know, there's, there's a few people you've used in the, in the past. Yeah, there is. There still is. I mean, I feel like I just need, we all need a level of accountability. And if we do want to progress, and I think we should always look at progressing at a level, it doesn't have to be an aggressive thing where you're studying ridiculously hard. But I love the fact that like, when I'm, when I'm stuck with something, and because I think a lot of, again, I think coaching people and what coaches need to understand is a lot of being un, being able to understand the behavior of their clients and being able to talk to them in a way that they understand. And sometimes there's things that I get stuck with. And I love the fact that I know I can WhatsApp you if I needed anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think people, people, coaches especially, have ego problems, which is why they don't like yeah excel do you know what i mean do you agree or i do i, I think you're right because it is ego at the end of the day but at the same time i think it's more fear okay yeah other personal trainers don't want to be told that they're wrong not good yeah. enough worth nothing they need to be better when the truth is the best ones that's what motivated me at the beginning i did not want to be on the gym floor not knowing what to do i didn't yeah. want my ever saying to me what do you think of this and i'm like don't know, or like, why ain't this working? And yeah. the truth is, a lot of the time I didn't know, but that's what motivated me to go away and go, okay, I need to learn more about rotator cuffs because all my clients have got shoulder injuries, or I need <laughs> to learn about, a bit more about the hip because, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that, that's kind of what made me learn more. And I, you know, Steve's my good friend, fantastic coach. And half the time, what we would do is just all of those things would go away, chat like we're chatting now, learn, yeah. make a program, see if it worked. It didn't work, fuck, go back again, try. And yeah. your client's results, taking pride in the results changing is yeah. what actually learned and taught me more than going to uni. Like, yeah. I've, I've done a really good course, but I still feel it doesn't mean anything if you didn't have the passion or motivation to actually try and find the little cracks. Yeah. And I always say to young coaches, I'm like, just coach. Find your mum, your dad, your auntie, your uncle, your grand, your friends. Train them for free, bruv. Don't worry about cash. Yeah. Trust me. Because when you get good, cash is coming. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And there's too many of them that are going down the route of, let me get as many clients as I can. What yeah. are you going to do with them, though, bruv? You need to know yeah. what to do. And, yeah. I know it's, and I know it's different times in people's lives and they need to, like, you know, financially support themselves. But if you're truly in it for the right reasons, I think you will go out of your way to be better. 100%. And I think uh, what I realise is, other than you and a few others in the UK that I knew when I was personal training in London, yeah. um, a lot of people around me only saw PT as a, oh, I make £50 an hour, right? Which is why the ones that are, were like that, they flopped. They couldn't even pay their rent at work. They couldn't even, they, got, they end up getting kicked out of the gym. When I went to Australia... I'm not going to lie, the level of professionalism there overall with personal trainers was like, I was like a little bit mind blown. I went like, chatted to people. They're like, oh yeah, they're bringing in two, $3,000 a week. They've got penthouses in Sydney and this and that. And I'm thinking, what? You're a personal trainer, huh? This yeah. is crazy. At the time, like, I, always, I, I was enjoying coaching, but in my mind, I was still like, I want to be a footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And... I feel like, like you said, if you have the right values, you give value to people, 
and you actually enjoy helping people, like you said, the money, the money will come eventually. Yeah. Does, does it? Someone like you that I know that is a good coach and helps people create amazing habits, life changing habits for the long run. Does it frustrate you when you got those idiots on Instagram, you know, like me, like with some followers and that trying to get loads of people? Well, <laughs> does it does it frustrate you? Like, honestly, let me say something now to all the people that are listening. Yeah. Yeah. Firstly, I'm so proud of what you're doing. Yeah. What you're doing is sick, bro. It's big. Yeah. You, bro. But in terms of like people growing an influence, it's like anything. You always hear people go, oh, you got to make a community. Business is all about creating a community. And the truth <laughs> is, the first thing you've got to do is do your thing. Yeah. If you do your thing, then people come in. Yeah? yeah. And you grow a community around the thing that you want. And the truth is, that's your little community. You can speak and talk to them however you want. But when you step into the box of being an expert in, you know, telling people how to live their life, telling people how to train, health, stuff that might be out of your scope, I think it's very, very important that you do actually know what you're talking about. And there is some danger and crossover on these platforms because it's not filtered. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I just think it comes down to, as the consumer, yeah. you also need to filter it. I think you have, everyone's very, very quick to blame influencers and go, oh, you know, they're socially influencing everybody and the mindset and mental health and this and that. But yeah. I still think as the consumer, you still have to have a filter on what you want to look at. Have a critical mind. Like, don't believe everything you listen to. Yeah. Like, I see something and I think, hmm, I'm going to go and check it out. I ain't just going to go and do it. Someone tells you to jump off a cliff. You don't do it, do you? Yeah. So, so like, yeah. Question, question, question thing. Just like anything, you should question, oh. I guess, who you're buying into or who you're going to invest in. Yeah. And I guess m most importantly, like whoever you're investing and talking to and want to be coached by is someone you kind of want to enjoy. Exactly. You know, exactly. enjoy it. You know, that's I, the I, most the important thing. Bro, I think the consumer has a responsibility also. Yeah. And um, it's being banded too much on the fact that the social influencer has to have a big responsibility. Because at the end of the day, you talk about doesn't mean I have to listen. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I don't know if I lost you there, bro. No, you're um, right, you're right. You're good, you're good. Um, yeah, no, I completely understand. What, um, okay, so the festive season's coming, right? Jeez. Christmas is coming. Although I'm Turkish in that, but I'm still getting involved in the food, yeah? Allah. <laughs> what, um, now, is it normal to put on a few pounds over Christmas? Yes, bro. And trust me, I'm putting them on before. Don't, don't even worry about 12 days of Christmas. It's like... <laughs> and what what would you say to people that are worrying about this stressing about this because i have clients and i tell them day in and day out and i i, I would love them to hear something from someone else someone that i highly respect you know what what would you tell them how what should their angle be during christmas whether it's calories nutrition drinking training what yeah. angle would you what angle do you give your clients i say to them don't look at it through a straw Yeah. in a bigger picture. Because if you think you got fat from that one day at Christmas where you went in, yeah. it wasn't that day. It's a bigger picture here. So, you know, if you're doing it every day for 12 days of Christmas, yeah, then you have to ask yourself, 
was your weight your priority? Because if it was, you wouldn't be doing that over 12 days of Christmas. Now, if you turn yeah. around and say to me, boy, I just wanted to have fun with my friends, then cool, wouldn't it do that? It's cool. We'll address yeah. it after. Yeah. But I think the first thing, you have to be realistic in your mind. Are you going to enjoy the day? Go and do it. If you're going to enjoy the whole month doing Christmas, then you have to say to yourself, you have to expect to put the weight on. And that's yeah. fine. So that my, my thing that I always say to clients is, what's your expectation here? What do you really want? before you start coming and whinging about your belt line to me. Once you justify that, then I can help you. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, that's the most important thing because most of my clients I say to them, go enjoy yourself. We'll talk, we'll, we'll address it after. Yeah. I think that's one of um, one of the angles that attracted uh, me to you initially in the first place. You know, when I, when I used to hit you up, I'd be like, right, Andy, just a heads up, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's been a big day of calories. I know I know when I weigh in, I know when I weigh in, it's going to be a little bit mad. And you turn around and be like, yeah, all good. No problem. No problem. No problem. Just crack on with it the next day. Go back to normal, yeah. you know, because, and I feel like that pressure that you take off me and that I now, I take off with my clients, it allows them to get back to normal. I'll tell you what, D, I think the response is dependent on who the individual is because it's you. And I know your whole thing's about preaching about me up 24 <laughs> seven and it learn all of these things. I know that you're switched on yeah. in this regard. Yeah. So I can be like that with you because I know you understand the concept of if you're going ham, you can scale back again and then it will balance out. Yeah. But it's all down to who you're working with because there's some people that, you know, if you're like me and you open a bag of crisps, you're finishing the bag of crisps. You can't have one or two and then put it yes. down. It's like almost staring at me, waiting for me to finish it. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think it depends on who you're working with and then what route you go down. Because for some people, I have to be a little bit more rigid and be like, look, this is what we're going to do. And we planned it like a month before. It's like, this is what we're going to do. This is the process we're going down. Execute it. And they do really well off that. If I give them too much space, then it goes off the rail. So it does depend. It works with you because you understand what you're doing with your nutrition and your training. It's just yeah, getting yeah. No, yeah. no, okay, cool. Yeah, I get that. With um, like, what do you think of um, diet culture around us in like Western society? What do you think of it? What is in dieting? Uh, yeah, diet order like whether it's the fad diets, whether I'm doing this, whether I'm doing that. What 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 is the right angle for? people to take now i know again yeah. i want calorie deficit and yeah. but although it, calorie deficit does sound very simple and it is yeah but there is a bigger message behind all of that right yeah at the end of the day what they, what we're trying to say when we say calorie deficit is that forget all your fads and things that you've looked at all they're all trying to get you to do is create a deficit so you could pick i know from the atkins diet all the way to the I don't know, paleo diet. What you're trying to do is create a calorie deficit. But let's not get it twisted. You could do all of those diets and still be in a surplus. So you have to understand that fundamental. This is what you always say. Yeah. Understand this fundamental and then do what you like. But in terms of like, what do I think about diets? It's like, if you want to lose weight, to some degree, you have to diet. What method you choose is up to you. What you like, what your preference is, what your training's like whether you want to do it flexible, you know, where you can yeah. create the, the deficit or whether you want to stick to some sort of method where you're doing it, it's up to you. But essentially in order to lose weight, you have to diet in some way. You can't have it all your own way and just keep eating because then you just put weight on. So yeah. I think the fundamental thing is understanding what a diet is and yeah. then not being too extreme with it because you have to sustain it. 
Yeah. And so, you know, that's why we say, oh, no more than 10% of a calorie deficit. And then you can be a bit more aggressive and then this and that. Don't, you know, bite your nose off to spite your face. Yeah. So because- that's the way I go with my clients. You know, I try to teach them what it is first because I understand there's a whole psychology behind food. Yeah. But if you don't understand the principles, then how can you have the right mindset behind it? Because it's, you know, if you're like me, I need clarity. If I can see clarity on something, I work hard. If yeah. I can't, I'll either try and find clarity or I'll go, fuck this, I'll do something else. Yeah. And I think that's what happens. People don't understand. They go from one diet to the next diet because there's yeah. no clarity in what they're doing. Yeah, 100%. Agree. And I feel like there's, there is this whole stigma. Like there's this whole around the word diet. Like people look at this as a negative thing. They're like, no, I'm not counting calories because I'll get too obsessive and this and that. And I'm like, but if, I mean, it's just, I think being obsessive over those sort of things is like, yes. do you reckon it's more of a, like a personality type or? So like, you know, I have, a, he won't mind me saying this. I have a client called Ben. Fantastic. What a geezer. I can give him numbers on my fitness power. That is it. He'll put it in. He doesn't find it neurotic. He's a mathematician. That's what he does. It's in his yeah. head. He, he loves it. Like, yeah. Loves it. So my job's easy. I'm like, Ben, you need to eat this. Boom. Goes and does it. I'm pretty much like that as well because I'm like, oh my God, it went over like five grams. So I need to, I'll get like that. Yeah. But then I understand there's other people that are a little bit more fluffy. They can't look at it like that. And then we need to find guidelines for them. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to who you're working and you just hit the nail on the head. What's their personality like? You need to understand yeah. who you're working with here. Yeah. Also, I think it also comes down to the phase of life they're in. Like how we were speaking about this a couple of days ago when we done our little thing. Yeah. What's their stress level like? And I don't mean their stress level as in like, oh, I'm panicking, I'm anxious. I mean like, are they getting up at 5 a.m. to go to work, on the run, getting their coffee, yeah. meetings back to back, got to find half an hour to train, come back, when do they eat? You don't want to stress them more because they've got enough shit to deal with. Yeah. So it's simplifying things. So it's de- it depending on who you're working with. Yeah, 100%. Because I feel like a lot of, I've seen PTs work with clients and everything. And I guess this is more like for the coaches, I guess, is like you can't add more stress to your clients. It's like we're, we're almost there to take stress out. That's it. Right? Bang shoulders every week, bruv, because they need to be big enough to take the stress. <laughs> Same guy, right? And I feel like, because like, some coaches can always, they sometimes, um, they, they overcomplicate something so much. The client is like, Wait, hold on one sec. I've just come to you. I've paid you to help me. I've told you I'm stressed. You're telling me now that I have to hit 1,200 calories with a 35% uh, protein and this and that, this many steps and this many training and reduce your tempo and this and blah, blah, blah. What would you say to fresh coaches that will listen to this? How should they... What angle should they take with their coaching? How would they help? What's the how? What is the first way or the first thing that they should do yeah. with their clients? I think the first thing is you need to learn more because if you are speaking in that jargon, you probably don't know enough. And the truth is, if you really know it, you can spit it in about ten different languages. Yeah, and that's the true art of it. It's like don't speak like that to make yourself look more clever because the only thing you're doing is making your client go what the fuck <laughs> but that being said there are clients out there that love that shit 
So it depends who you're working with, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The number one, I'd say, just keep learning because at the end of the day, you should be able to explain it with your eyes shut in five different languages. Yeah. Ooh. And I don't mean different languages. You know what I mean. I know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I know what you and mean. And then the other thing is, don't do it to impress. Yeah. Because the only thing that is going to be impressive is when they get their results. Yeah. So make sure they understand what they're doing. But firstly, you need to understand. Yeah. Do, do you think that is the, the most important thing? Results? Yeah. Always. I think, I think it's the most important thing. What those results are depends on the client, what you're doing as a business, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, bro, when you go out and you say to your marketing guy, can you get me top of Google? You want results, bro. Yeah. That's why you pay the money. Return on investment. It's the same with your PT sessions. They pay you not because they want to chat. Some people do. And if that's your thing, then cool. That's a business model as well. But results, you're offering them a chat. Yeah. So I think that's the most important thing. In my eyes, it's the most important things because that's what I expect when I pay for a service. I expect the outcome. Yeah. 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 Because I think it's also like, like I know when you first started personal training, uh, you're working at, Virgin was Virgin your first gig? Virgin Active, my first gig, yeah. Virgin Active was your first gig, and it was you were employed by a Virgin, right? You're employed by Virgin, you do a certain amount of money for them, uh, money hours, yeah. yeah. Do you think for personal trainers listening to this, do you reckon I, I went straight balls in as a self employed and the gun to the head, uh, sort of pressure? It, I, I was fine. Do you think when it comes to becoming a personal trainer and like a businessman? that's the angle personal training should be taken. Um, what is in whether you, you go down the Virgin route or whether you go down like the rent route? Rent route, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, I think it's a good platform going down the Nuffield Health and Virgin Active because there's no strain of rent and you can go down the route of trying to get as many people as possible, talking to the members, cutting your teeth as your trade, training your friends. It's pretty easy. It's a nice environment, but... Let's face it, the rent at these places like Fitness First, they can be pricey, but they scale you up slowly. So I think either way, it works for you. What I think is when you start, it's important that you start at a commercial gym. Don't go straight to the studio unless the studio is dripping you clients. Yes. You know, we're hiring at the moment. Any PTs out there, just drop me your CV. But if you come to someone like us and we drip you clients, great, because we'll get you up to scratch quickly. But if you're just going to a studio where it's quiet and you're there, trying to put yourself out there yeah and you know you're looking for clients it can be very difficult and i think the, the big thing that's really cool about working at a commercial gym regardless of their rent model is there's people there we used to go on the gym floor hello how are you doing do you need any help it teaches you customer service first and foremost bro that was the best thing about working in um like uh, i chat to a lot of pts and every time like uh i've been to ifs or there's been like a pt seminar i've done with smith and there's people that work in commercial gyms, they're like, yeah, I'm trying to build my business online. I'm like, bruv, you got 2,000 fucking members in your gym. What are you trying to make sales online for? You know what? I'll tell you something now, yeah? I won't go back because we're at a stage in our life where we are. But if I was to go back now, I will be on the gym floor and I'll offer two things, in person, online. All the members are there. Try and build your online there. Give them a program. What, What my goal used to be, and I know Steve used to do it as well, yeah. I want to walk around the gym floor and see everybody doing my programs, even if they were free. I just yeah. want to see them doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, do yeah. That. you have to chat to them. They have to do your classes. Bro, before I started work at Virgin, I didn't even know how to answer the telephone. I'll be like, yo. <laughs> it taught me, you know what it taught me to say? Hi, how you? I had call time in my schedule. 
Yeah. All time taught me, you know, hi, how you doing? Andy from yeah. Active, how can I help you? All this stuff. Yeah. And I do think that working in a commercial environment teaches you how to build your brand and your business because you see how they're doing it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree. And I feel like, like when all that, um, uh, like working in that commercial gym and approaching everyone and it helps you build confidence. And I feel like people, it, it's a must for sure, but what's going to happen now, like with COVID and stuff, do you know what I mean? Like different, you- different scenario, but you know, you, you have to pivot and you have to adjust and yeah. people want to train, train outside, bro. You don't need weights. You can buy weights. Yeah. There's so many angles of fitness as a personal trainer. It upsets me when people are like, oh, gym's closed. I'm like, bro, yeah. I know it's a big thing, but that's when you go out there and you learn. There's so many modalities of exercise that your clients could be doing more of what they're not doing enough of. Yes. Get out there, bro. hundred percent. I agree. And when, um, because let's be honest like you know when we were doing pt right like when we started when we started when you started when i started i know for a fact you did personal training because you loved it i know i started because i loved coaching i loved sport i loved all of that but now pt is the cool thing to be before it wasn't yeah i mean i got into it bro i got into it because i kept getting injured for football Coaches were telling me certain things and I wanted to learn for myself. Yeah. And then when I learned for myself, the first thing I wanted to do was go, well, how can I help other people do that? And does it work? Yeah. And then I got into this whole thing of this is what I like doing. But so was it so, fashionable? I don't know. I don't know. I was brought into it because Steve is like a little bit older than me. Yeah. Marginally older than me. He used to do things. And then I used to go, right, I want to do that as well. Yeah. And so I think I was brought into it because he, we used to do sports coaching for schools. Yeah. Like, I was a kid then. I was like, what, 21, 22? Yeah. I'm going to train these brats. They don't listen. Yeah. Um, not humans. Adults are listening to me. Yeah. Like, the PT realized that adults don't listen to you either. You need to- <laughs> yeah. Circle. Now I'm like, I'd love to train kids. You know? Yeah. you know, it's like a blank canvas. You can bring them up. So I just think if you love coaching, you love coaching and it comes down to your values of do you want to help people and do you want to experiment the things that you're learning and getting that across how you do it but um i don't know if it's fashionable it seems fashionable what i think is fashionable now is wearing all the cool kit that's out there everyone wants to look sexy and then how can i make loads of money by doing that yeah i I might be wrong that's how it seems to be what what do you think of what about what about my idea on basically I always get a little not I don't get frustrated when people become newly qualified six weeks in qualify a personal trainer first thing they do is change their bio online personal training inquiry now this and that what do you think of that I've got I've got a weird opinion about it like I feel like yeah do your thing but I'm also like you need to like earn your stripes on the gym floor and really learn about coaching before you can offer what do you reckon I think you're right because that's my opinion. It's like, how can you coach when you haven't experienced getting different mediums of coaching across? Yeah. And that only happens when you work with people. And I know you can work with people online, but you haven't even felt it yet. Yeah. But what do I think of it? I think the reason why they do that is because they think that's what success is, online yeah. personal trainer. But yeah, the truth is that comes down to the education they're getting from level three, level two, these course providers. 
that's where the problem lies. They're not yeah. teaching enough business skills. They're not teaching enough what the fundamental is. And I think it's also the notion of like, if I'm an online trainer, my life is easy. Bro, don't start a career trying to make it easy. You start yeah. a career, work, work, yeah. work, work. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And the mad thing is, online is harder. <laughs> it's harder. It's, it's harder. There's more, they, there's more people to reach, but it's diluted. You're a little voice in a big pond. Where yeah. you go into your ends, you go to the local gym, quite quickly, yeah. you're number one voice if you do the right things. And then you can grow out. I'm not saying that online is bad because online is brilliant. Yeah. Such a powerful tool. Yeah. But first things first, be the don in your ends first. Yeah, exactly. You 100%. Can grow out. I don't know, bro. If you've got loads of finance, loads of money, or a really cool thing to speak about, do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, when I mean finance, I mean because you can get your marketing out. You know, I didn't yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or if you've got something really cool to say, don't be shy. Just say it. I think the, the best thing is watching you, like where you've come from to where you are now, is because you didn't give no fucks when you spoke on the camera. Too many yeah. people like, oh, my makeup was wrong. Oh, my hair wasn't in place. Or, yeah. oh, I said something about fish oils. What, what are the gurus going to say? It's like, fuck yeah. what you're going to say, bruv. Yeah. You only say things that you, you know are true to yourself anyway. Yeah. But you know what? Like, I know, like, when I was doing all that stuff, and uh, I know I had like people like say you watching me, Graham Morris, and people coaches that like mentored me and yeah. that are uh, smarter than me, and the topics that I talk about. Sometimes I always know that I know I'm approachable enough that you might hit me up, be like, "Hey, Darren, just a heads up." Yeah, that's not entirely correct. Yeah, and but then it, I'll and then you tell me. Yeah, say that again. Sorry, you got to be big enough to take that. And the truth is, if you want to be at a, such a pedestal, whether it's followers, whether it's fame, whether it's you're up here, then you've got to be able to absorb that negative and positive. Because if not, you're going to get shot down very quickly. And not because people are shooting you, but because you're so insecure about being up there. Yeah, and that's the problem. You have to be big enough to absorb it, whether it is positive or negative. Yeah. But you're right, a lot of people don't post and don't do those things because they worry about what other people think. And the mad thing is, all the other people like they're thinking about are never going to be the people that pay them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got a thing, like, love looks forwards. Yeah. Hate looks backwards. Yeah. And fear's got eyes all over their head. Yeah. And the problem is, with a lot of these people that are not posting, who are, could actually add loads of value, by the way, yeah, looking everywhere instead of looking at the thing that they love doing, which is what they should be posting about. Yeah. They're even looking at what, what happened bad for them. It's like, oh, shit, that post didn't get many likes. Or yeah. they're looking at everyone else's social media instead of being authentic and just doing the thing they're good at, and it'll probably just grow. Yeah, because you know what, bro? I've seen people um, shoot up with followers and this and that and post and this and that. They used to get this many likes. Now they do a post and the engagement is not there. And they panic, they stress, and they, they worry about it. So they don't post again. Or when they post, they stress out even more. And in my head, I'm like, you're obviously not posting for the right reasons. Are you like yeah. doing it for likes or whatever? Or are you doing it because you want to give value to people? And the truth is, like, when you give value to people, people, they, they, engage, they, with you. they engage with you, right? They engage with you, right? So you've got to, like, unless, like, I guess nowadays you have to do, it's, 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 um, Instagram is saturated with 
Yeah. Everything is saturated in the fitness industry with everyone trying to do bits. You just got to be, I guess. Authentic. I think it's authenticity. We're all saying the same thing. Yeah. Mindset. Got to be consistent. Get yourself. Yeah. <laughs> We're all saying the same shit, bro. Yeah. But it's the way that you get it across. It's your way of doing it. And yeah. then people will gravitate towards you because they like you. Yeah. You know, looking from the outside, I've always followed you, my boy, innit? So yeah. look at the way you've done it. People like the way you do it because it's refreshing. Yeah. You're doing your thing and saying your message and you're not like trying to be someone else. You're quite easy to say, oh yeah, I don't know this. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know this. Bro. It's mine. Yeah. It doesn't make me a bad person, bro. Don't make me a bad coach either. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Give me one second. All right, Andy, what are you saying, bro? Hey, what's this? Cool, I do that as well. It's fine. If you don't know, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just think people have got to get better at going, I don't know. But yeah. then on the flip side, I've seen a lot of people use the I don't know as a great excuse to get out of things. So I don't know that. And I'm like, bro, you should know that. Yeah, you should find the... Find out. The, find the balance of that because you can even tell when the way someone says it. Yeah. And it's not that... It's not it, it, What I mean is you shouldn't be making the same mistakes all the time and going, it's because I don't know. Yeah. yeah. At some stage, you need to change that. Yeah. You need to go and find the hell out of yeah. what it actually is to actually apply it to other people. Exactly. Um, bro, where can people find you? Bro, I'm based in Guildford. Yeah. Sari. Yeah. But all you need to do yeah, is go on Instagram and find me. I think it's PT Andy Pelides at with yeah. a thing at the top. Or More Than Muscle Limited is my company. Yeah. Um, or yeah, just shout Darren and he'll point you in the right direction. But 100%. You can find me. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, I think there's only one Andy Pelides in the whole world, bro. So yeah, I know Andy Pelides, believer in it, believer. <laughs> you gotta believe this. And any um, any personal trainers that need any help or whatever, listen. Andy's my guy. Jeez. Andy's my guy, and he's a very good coach, and he's definitely someone that's helped me over the years, and still does when I need him there. I know he is there, just like uh, the few other people I reach out to. Um, I just want to say thank you for coming on, bro, and sharing your knowledge with people. Because oh, I know you're, you're such... the episodes, bro. Huh? I can't believe it's taken 40 episodes, bro. Bro, I did... Uh, I did. Like I said, bro, I had to build an audience for you. I like it. I like it. You know? I had to build an audience for you, you know? And, um, yeah, bro, thank you for coming on. And bro. I'm going to see you soon, bro. Anyone that's listening, make sure you check out his profile. Subscribe to this channel, yeah? Share it with your friends. Look on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, oh. Apple, and there's going to be more guests coming through, coaches, influencers. I might even get some OnlyFans girls on there, innit? <laughs> <laughs> Peace and love, and chat to you guys soon. Boom.